Every life has a story, and every story is worth sharing. Your story, my story, and our story speak of victory and defeat, joy and sorrow, resilience and vulnerability. They are not just our story. They are Christ's story in us. They are Kingdom Stories from Down Under. Eight years ago, he moved from South Africa to Australia. He had to find his feet, establish himself in a new country, and uh, face a lot of challenges and obstacles. But he survived. Not only did he survive, he thrived. He established uh, Midpoint Church up in Altimos, in the northern suburbs of Perth, Western Australia, a church that is flourishing. He is loved by the people, he's loved by the peers, he's loved by the pastors in our city. And it's just a wonderful pleasure for me to have at Kingdom Stories from Down Under, Andreas Botha. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you. Wow, what a story. Uh, I just can't wait to hear it because I know, you know, every time I hear a story of a pastor from South Africa, there's so much packed in it. And then, you know, when they come to Australia, there's always this, you know, almost pause moment or... You know, we, we think there's so much in common from South Africa to Australia, but then you realize that there isn't that much in common yeah. part of the language. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then it's, it truly is a restart, isn't it? It's, it's not a seamless move, is it? No, no. It is actually very hard. Your life starts from scratch again. Yeah, not, not when you're a baby. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're now fully matured. Now, all of a sudden, all your years in ministry doesn't count. <laughs> uh, in a sense, you know, you, you're more mature to handle things and obstacles and challenges. But um, there's such a diverse culture over here. Yeah. And the system works different. Of course. And um, so the way that you build church here is different than in South Africa. Yeah. Like one of the things in South Africa, uh, people are more Christian based yes. background. So it's easier. So if you if you have momentum as a church, you yeah. just advertise a good speaker, yeah. uh, a favorite speaker, <laughs> or a favorite uh, gospel artist. Yeah. And when when they come, you pack out the church. Yeah. So a lot of churches survive through that guest speakers, uh, gospel artists, programs, dramas, and so forth. Coming over here, they don't care about a speaker. We lay back, man. And there's no, there's no gospel artist that's well known, <laughs> and you can invite them and pack the place out. And so we couldn't rely on. There's a tall poppy syndrome. Yeah, here. they don't like it. And yeah, and they don't like it. They don't even like you. Uh, <laughs> and, and all of a sudden you have to find different avenues yeah. uh, to establish yourself in a community. Mm. So what I have done, I even started to do rugby coaching. Great. Because there's a lot of South Africans up in the north. And yeah. uh, so I got involved at Junilla Brothers and did for two years rugby coaching. I love it. So you've played, um, you've played rugby, obviously? Yeah, yeah. I played rugby up to club level. Yeah. And when I uh, went into ministry, eventually I left rugby behind. Yeah. But still, you know, it is like... With you the left New rugby, but rugby hasn't left you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> it's still in your DNA. It's, it's in the DNA, it's part of the culture. 
and uh, luckily with grandchildren yeah you know now it's an opportunity to give something back Wonderful. but i've done all these sorts of things just to connect with my community yeah uh, i did uber driving yeah. um and, and and there's no money in it but no, it no. is to, but there's opportunities but it's opportunities. opportunities people ask me um, so do you have a busy day and i said no no actually this is not my job so what is your job so i, I get an opportunity thank you for asking me did they get out that light well, yeah, yes and no. <laughs> but I, I did have like one guy, when I dropped him off, he said, it was 45 minutes of my best download in my life. Wow. Ever. Simply by sharing my testimony. Was he a Christian or not? No, no, not a Christian. Have you followed up with him or not? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. It's hard to get him in church. Of course. But... There's good connection, you know. Yeah, it's not a, a quick fix thing. You have to walk with the guy and he, he start to trust you. And But he enjoyed all the stories. And, yeah. and it's a different approach. You don't come with the Bible. Yeah. You come with like your testimony, yeah. your story. Of course. And this is what I like about your program, you know, about the, this is your story. Yeah. And they're open to listen to your story. Of course, because... With a story, they, they can't say, well, you're lying or you're bad for yeah. me. You know, they, they got to respect your story, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. It's interesting. I did Uber as well. When Uber was introduced to Western Australia, I took the opportunity to go out there for the same purpose. I was a pastor. I was pastoring at Churchlands. I was the executive pastor there. But I would go occasionally because it was very easy to license your car. Mm. And um, having I had a pretty good car, so I qualified for Uber Black. So I go Friday, Saturday nights, just a little bit out there. You know what? I actually met a guy. He was a car dealer, and I just took him from West Perth to Miss Maud's in Pier Street. And as we reached Pier Street, he said to me, he said, Nathaniel, I just received the text. The alarm went off at the yard. Would you take me to Osborne Park just to check it out? So yeah. I took him to Osborne Park. And while we went to Osborne Park, I shared the gospel with him. And I had some, some of my books. In fact, I had this book, 40 Years mm -hmm. and 40 Days, in the, in the car with me. So I shared the gospel with him. And he said, look, my grandfather is a church minister. My dad's got nothing to do with Christ. I have nothing to do. He said, but there's something here. He said, you're onto something here. He's telling me yeah. you're onto something. You know oh. what his name was? Huh? James Bond. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I kid you not. His yeah. name was James Jesus Bond. Bond. He was an wow. Irishman. His name was James Bond, right? Look, just to cut the story short, he ended up in our church. He got baptized, led to Jesus, started doing Bible college, and then he moved to Abu Dhabi to sell Aston Martins as James Bond. And now he's back in Ireland selling trucks, and he's married, he's got kids, and he's following the Lord. Wow. What That's a from testimony. Uber. That's from Uber, mate. Yeah. So never underestimate, you know, one yeah. shift, one person. And I'm, if you're still journeying with that person, be encouraged. You know, God can yeah. do miraculous things. It was just so funny, you know, when, when, when we announced him in church at, as James Bond, people thought this was a joke. Don't stay yeah, I, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so, Andreas, where, where did it all begin for you? In South Africa, obviously, but in Afrikaans yeah. area or in yeah, English well, area? I, I extensively preach over the world, you know, many different countries. And one of them was Australia, but never Perth. Now, so let's, let's rewind a bit 
as a child. Yeah. Let's go back all the way to where it all began. So you you were born. Uh, how many siblings? Well, I I was born in 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 Pretoria. Yep. Uh, my my father and mother they they were married and both their spouses passed away. Oh. And so they got married, and I was the only child from that marriage. Yes. And my mom had me when she was forty-two. Wow. So my mom, my mom was forty when she had me. Is Isn't it that amazing? Wow. So the the gap between me and the others, that's half brothers and sisters. Quite big. It's quite big. So you, your mom had another child or two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had from her side one, two, three, four. Yeah, and your dad? And my dad three. So it's eight okay. together. And did you ever live together with the whole yeah. ready man? Well, bunch? Yeah, early days, eventually, you know, small house and uh, everyone is living in one house. And But luckily, the older ones, they moved out and yeah. got married. And I shared actually a room with my mom and dad. Um, You're a bit spoiled. With, with, the, with the cupboard as, as, as a divider, room divider. And my best friend across the street, his dad was a pastor. Oh, and um, so your parents were not Christian. Uh, sorry, your parents were not Christian. Yeah, yeah, they, they were, were Christians. Christians. South Africa, about everyone is sort of Christian. Were they Lutherans? But it's more maybe or Reformed or reformed. so on, but not not Pentecost. No, no. So and it was really a religious thing. You don't you don't get out of it. You stick yeah. with one wife, one political party, one church, one job. And you never change, you know, that, that was like policy in our house. Okay. And um, so, so with my friend across the street, whose dad was a pastor, if, if those old Pentecostal people, if they come together for just a visit, the fellowship, before they're going to uh, go away, they yeah. have to have music, worship, <laughs> prayer. And they collect all the kids. Yeah. So if you play there, you come to the room. Yeah. And everybody should pray. So they go all around, all around. Do you think they never gonna stop? So yeah. If if you find out somebody wants to to leave. Yeah. You can't. You have to leave quickly, or else you're gonna be caught up for two <laughs> hours in prayer. And um, so that that gave me the opportunity to pray. Yeah. Uh, with this group, if I like it or yeah. not. Yeah. And so at my bed in the, in the night, I was praying and I hear my dad say to my mom, keep this boy away from the Pentecostal people. He's praying just like he did. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you? Oh, I was like seven years old. Yeah. And uh, my dad passed away when I was in grade 12. Yeah. Um, my big moment, you know, so you must have been 17, uh, 18. Rugby was, was in my blood and I played well and I was, I was selected for the final selection for the Blue Bulls school team. Uh, back then it was Northern Transvaal before it became Blue Bulls. Okay. So that was the aim for every boy yeah, the dream. Know, to, to end up there. So I was selected to go for the finals uh, at Loftus. Yeah, and I was very excited. And that morning, in the class, they called me out. I thought, oh, I'm ready. I'm going to Loftus. You know, today's my day. 
And our rugby team at school, we won for five years the Administration Cup. Yeah. Uh, it's like just one of those teams you could. Yeah. And you're the heroes of the school. Yeah. And um, they called me out. They said, you have to go to the principal's office. He said, you're not going to Loftus. Your dad passed away. Oh. So I went back home instead of to Loftus for my big day. And it was like my moment arrived. Yes. But then it's taken away from me. And that was many times in my life I felt like that. Mm-hmm. When my big moment comes, yeah. it was taken away from me. But simply, it wasn't my destiny. No. Rugby wasn't my destiny, but I didn't know it back then. Yes. And my brother said, listen, um, I think you have to go. Dad would love you to go. So I went to Loftus, eventually weeping all the way through the finals and so we um, did you attend the funeral and then you left say again did you attend the funeral and well the funeral was a few days later okay uh, that was on the day he passed away yeah i just got the news and Harsh. it was shocking and and so so you went and played i i went and played uh and they put me into the final team but because i didn't go back to school for a few days nobody told me Oh. So I didn't show up for the practice round. Yeah. And they threw me out of the team again. Oh. When I read it in the newspaper, I was out of the team again. Out. So I was in and out without again. playing a game. And, uh, and that was heartbreaking for me. Not only that my dad passed away, but... Your I dream played, had been taken I, from you. I, I aimed for that team many years I made it and I didn't made it actually. Yeah. And um, then two years out of school, I got born again. Mm-hmm. I met my wife in the church and it's so classic. My, my, my wife, her mom's uh, surname was Boeta. Yeah. Um, so my wife eventually is Boeta and she said, one day, I want to marry a guy that's Buddha. He should be like my dad, and he must be a pastor, and I qualified. Just because of what she, what she claims, yeah. you know, that's what she wants. Yeah. And, and I was in that bracket. I was a Buddha. I, 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 I had a calling to go into ministry, and I was like her dad. Wow. And her dad was a pastor. Yes. So this is how God got me actually on track so that I had somebody who could deposit into my life and teach me the word. And that was your father-in-law? My father-in-law, yeah. So he pastored the church, uh, not for many years. He was was assistant pastor and then pastored his own church on the countryside. He passed away. after we've been about three, four years in ministry, he passed away. And um, I went into ministry full time when I was 26. Yes. And ever since I'm in ministry, <laughs> I just turned now 64. Wonderful. And um, my wife is five years younger than me. Yeah. So um, that was just an amazing journey together. 
So we pastored, we planted a church in South Africa. Then we moved to another church. Can we rewind just a little bit back yeah. to how did you get saved? Well, every Sunday night was evangelical night. The pastors preached the gospel. They preached hell and brimstone. Where was this? What, what in sort Pretoria, the Pentecostal Protestant church. So how come you were going to that church? That was the church where my best friend was. Okay. And he introduced me also to my wife. Yes. So the guy that I came up as a little boy, he yeah. was the one who introduced me to, uh, wife as well. to my wife as well. So we're still best friends. Nice. Yeah, we're still best well, friends. Well, he gave you the very best, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. did a good job. Yeah. Uh, so that, what happened? Was it a special day? Was it progressive or was it, uh, was it an event? Do you remember? Oh, I, I eventually, you know, first of all, you go with a friend. Yeah. And then I met the girl and I go for the girl. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I just decided, no, no, I want to serve God. Because in the beginning, it was strange. You hear a guy speaking in tongues and another <laughs> one interpreted. And I thought, these guys are crazy. Yeah. I don't want to go here. And yeah. so I, I, I didn't go back for a while. And then I go back and then I didn't want to go. And so I... I it was back and fro until I came to the point that I met her and I got involved with the youth and um, and I decided that's it. And we had a special speaker and the night I gave my heart to the Lord, he was the president of that church organization. Yes. And he grabbed me behind my, my jacket and he pulled me up and he said, I have a word for you. God called you for ministry. Now, I wasn't familiar at that stage of my life with prophetic and so forth. Yeah. But I just knew this is my moment. Mm -hmm. Because as a young boy, even in the Reformed Church, I was sitting there and I listened to the Reverend speaking. And what was going through my mind is, I would love to be there one day. Yeah. And preach to my family. Yeah and my friends but i never pursue it to go into ministry no it was like you go to you know to the uni for for five six years to qualify and and and, and they identify that i'm more in accountant way and i have to become an accountant <laughs> so that wasn't on my mind but it was in the heart okay it was in the heart and Sadly, when I eventually been in ministry in Pretoria and have our own church, none of my family ever came to oh. listen to me because of they Dutch reform yeah. and that they don't go to Pentecostal church. Yeah. And it's a very religious thing and yeah. one is not going to the other one. So they respect it and they were proud of it. but. They would never come and listen. Happy so, clappies, they call Yeah, them. happy clappies. Chandelier um, hangers. Crocodile antos. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's 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 how ministry started for us. Yeah. And we we pastored two churches. Mm. One our first year was with a young group of people that we had a little bus um, that could take 10, 12 people and we we traveled the nation, yeah. knock at doors every day, uh, spread the gospel, 
over weekends, have a crusade in town and then move on to another one. Yeah. And so we evangelized the, the country for 12 months like that. Beautiful. Uh, about Where every would you week. stay? Well, in, people. in town with people. Yeah. My wife and I would normally stay in the pastorie yeah. uh, with, the, with the pastor and yes. his wife. Yeah. And the others would stay with, with church members. Yeah. And, uh, and we, get, we would get um, the, the church members involved to go yeah. out yeah. and door you'd knocking. Go with them, uh, you'd eat with them, stay with them. It was good. Yeah, yeah. So... Made friends. That was a hard because we stored our furniture. We traveled for a whole year. You didn't have a house, but it was exciting. And, and, and I linked up with about 35 churches. Wonderful. Uh, and built strong relationship with the pastors and the yeah. East family and so forth. Yeah. And um, one day I was praying in um, our second church. And... I saw a scripture. It's like it's flashing in front of me. And it says, Arise and go immediately. Yeah. Move. Yeah. I thought, I didn't pray to move. I was happy there. I was yeah. in my second year, end of the second year in that church. The church was growing. The yeah. cars parked around the block. And, and it was just a great time that yeah. we had. And God says, Move. And I thought it's like one of those moments, get behind me, Satan, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I said, Lord, if it's you, uh, where should we go to? And then I saw scripture. It's not like dropping the Bible open, you know, yeah. and there you have a scripture. It's, I saw the scripture. Okay. And then look it up. And it says, move back to the Northland where you came from. Mm. So we were at that stage in the free state. Yeah, and I grew up in the Northland in Pretoria, mm -hmm. and uh, and and this scripture says, "Move back to the Northland where you came from." Yes. So God spoke to us. That was this. That was in the eighties, uh, the renewal stage. Yeah. The Kenneth Hagans yeah. and Copelands and Macaulays yeah. and yeah. Uh, faith movements, yes. and we call it the renewal stage. Yeah. You know where you go. To Bible college again for the renewal of your mind and go through that transition. So a lot of pastors actually did it. Mm -hmm. You know, they they went through Ramos Bible College, which yeah. was the prominent Bible college for this yes. at that stage, and that's what we did. So we resigned, no income, yeah, and we just had a word from God. Mm -hmm. And we moved back. We stayed for a while at my um, sister-in-law's home. Then we rented the house. And God connected me with a business mm -hmm. in art dealing. Yes. To sell art. Mm -hmm. And with a great concept of uh, a mobile art gallery. You, you, yeah. you take a van and you load all the art in the van. And you yeah. go from house to house and offices and give them advice, what will work on that wall and interior okay. decorating stuff. Yeah. But I didn't have that experience at all. No. In fact, I didn't even have my own art. <laughs> and so uh, one of my colleagues and good friend, he connected me with two artists yeah. and um, a, a guy in Santon in Johannesburg who was like the guy 
you know, selling art in the country. So dealers would go and get their art from him. Yes. So my best friend, he helped me with some money mm-hmm. uh, that I can buy my art. Mm-hmm. And I started with my car with a little trailer. Yes. And my first night door to door, nobody even wanted to answer the door. <laughs> I thought, oh, now I'm a serious problem. <laughs> this is not going to work for me. I resigned. I'm out of my job. I'm going to go with my wife and I to Bible college. And I don't know how I'm going to make a living. My best friend, I, I stopped at his house to tell him and because he helped me with money. I said, you I, I think you made a mistake to help me. His sister arrived there and he said, do you want some art? Yeah. She said, yeah. And she had a look. And my prophet that first night was equal to a month's salary. Whoa. In one night. The moment I want to give up and say, yeah. I don't think this is going to work. Yeah. God just showed up and he met my budget. Yes. And six months later, we signed to build our first home. Yes. And um, just from selling art. From selling art. Wow. Art took me over the world. I could preach in 11 countries and paid my own way Whoa. through the art. Yeah. I built later on another house, a big house, and, and more vehicles yes. just through the profit of. It's like I, I just had a favor. Yeah. When I walk into a house, people don't buy one or two, they buy for the whole house. Whoa. Uh, some people wanted to be with me in business. They say, you, you just got it. How do you do it? I say, I don't know. I just go there. Yeah. You know, I just show up and, um, and it's like God just giving me favor yeah. to do it. And, um, and then I had the challenge. A guy in the church. So we, we joined the, a church where I was 26 years. Mm. And we pastored that church for 13 years in the capacity of senior pastor. But... I joined this good colleague, friend. He took that church over two, two months before we resigned back then. Yeah. And uh, he said, come on board. And he helped me with, with the connections of the art. Yes. And um, somebody there in the church, he said, oh, I saw your face. I believe God showed me your face. Yeah. I'm in the process in the Eastern Cape. Mm. to buy a hotel that's built in the form of a ship. <laughs> and, 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 and I want you to come on board. I will give you 50% share. Whoa. And, and there's also chalets, 12 of them that they wanted to put on timeshare out. And he said, and there's a big shed. He says, you can have church there and in the penthouse on top, that's where you can live. Whoa. But you have to manage it and transform it in an aged care center. Mm. And uh, he said, by just signing, you get 50% shares and you have to go and do the job. Okay. I thought, this can only be God. Yeah. God said, go to Bible college. And, and then we had a prophetic word from Kim Clement and Kim Clement prophesied next year, save God, I will take you to a place where I will open big doors to you. Mm. But in the meanwhile, I got this offer to become a millionaire. Wow. 
because that hotel is worth millions. Of course. So I was just signed. My wife and I moved there. We millionaires. Instantly. You know, wow, this can be only God. Yeah. So we flew down there, check it out, and I decided, okay, yeah, because in the penthouse, you look that way down the coastline, that way down the coastline. Beautiful. It's just awesome. And um, I said, okay, I think we will, we will go for it. Yes. And um, before I left the, the hotel room, those years was not a time for, for mobile phones. Yeah. And the phone was ringing in the room. It was my wife. And she said, uh, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm going to sign now. We become millionaires. <laughs> she said, I just had a phone call from Suzette Ade, uh, which was a well-known prophetess in South Africa. Yes. And she said, I don't know what your husband is doing, but tell him it's not from God. Oh. I turned around, I said, I can't sign. Oh, you listened to your wife? I listened to my wife. This is, this is not common. I, well, actually, I listened to the Lord, you know? Yeah, yeah. God says, this is not from God. Yes. Now, I always say, if you're in trouble and you pray, every outcome is an outcome. Yeah. But if you have an opportunity to be a millionaire, yeah, and and you're in the in the building stage of a business and you don't know where the business is going to take you, and I think everybody would say this can only be God, hmm. and then to turn around to say, now God said Bible College. Yeah, I've been I've been through Bible College already. Yes. I was an ordained pastor. Yes, this is a second Bible College. Yeah, I don't have to do it. Yeah, I am ordained. Yes, but God said go to Rama. Mm. But uh, it was part of a great journey that I had to do because I grew up Afrikaans predominantly background. So English was a second language. Yes, and I wasn't good at English at all. Mm. Not in Pretoria is different than Johannesburg or, or Durban. Mm. Pretoria is Afrikaans or was Afrikaans. Yes. And um, so God sent me to the Bible college because it was an English Bible college. Yes. Uh, so that I can get familiar with the English. Mm. And eventually the day we arrived at, at Rema for the first time, there was posters against the wall the school that opens doors to you. And King Clement prophesied, I will send you to a place where I will open doors to you. Yes. Now, to go to the Bible college is not an open door. No. And it's just a Bible college. Yeah, it's, a, it's another phase. Yeah. It's to get and somewhere. It's not the place where you want to be. It's just a transition place. And, and God said, my wife should go with me. Yes. Full time for two years. So we went every morning to the Bible college until 1.30. Yes. Go back home and start to sell art in the afternoon. <laughs> uh, I, I was flexible, so I yeah. could do it. Yes. And uh, so we've done it the two years. And in the two years, I never preached once. Because back then, they said, you have to get rid of all your cliches and yeah. the way you detox. Yourself. Yeah, you have to detox as yeah. a minister. Unlearn. Unlearn. Yeah. That's a hard thing. Eh? Yeah, very difficult. And, and 
not many pastors want to do that to no, online. Because they've learned so much, it's so like they all so that much investment. And they don't want to waste time. No. You, know, you just want to roll out and go. So this is a classic thing that happened to me because we always uh, joke to say, my wife went with me to be my dictionary. <laughs> so the one day my dictionary couldn't go with me to Bible college. She was sick. So the one, the one lady in front of me, she turned around, she says, where's Peter? I thought, ah, I can answer that one. Yes. Uh, she said, oh. So she turned around the second time. She said, what's wrong? I said, I can answer that one. She's sick. Yes. So ladies will ask you questions until they know everything. Of course. So she Especially said, South African ladies. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and she said, what kind of sickness is it? I said, oh. Help me God, you know, uh, now I don't know. So we, we have a word in Afrikaans uh, that is similar for bladder and blow. Okay. So that is blast. Yes. If you say blast, it's like yeah, you blow, blow but it's or also it's bladder. bladder. Yeah. So I asked this guy next to me, I said, what is blast? Because she had bladder infection. Yes. What is blast in English? And uh, and, 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 and he said, no, blow. I said, oh, yeah, she's got blow infection. <laughs> she said, what kind of infection is that? I thought, do you get different ones? <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I said to the guy, brother, you better help me now. He said, no, man, blow up. I said, that one. <laughs> she has blow up infection. <laughs> I thank God she didn't blow up. Yes. <laughs> but that's where I came from. And uh, less did I know, God prepared me for international ministry. In English. In English. So Afrikaans was your mother language. That was English my, wasn't, wasn't until at all. in life. At, before that, I only had the, 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 the dictionary. The, the dictionary and text Bible. Bible. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. And, and further than that, I never I never even prayed in English. <laughs> I was scared yes. that they would ask me to pray at Bible college. Because so you went to Bible college without having, without having to pray? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good Bible college. <laughs> That's a good one. And they will pick on the pastors to pray. And yeah. I thought, you know, I, before I went to the Bible college, I was like a part-time defense force chaplain. Okay. And, um, and, and every morning you have your drills and you go to the parade, do your scripture reading, your prayer uh, with, with the commander. And the, the second second week, they said it's English week. Yes. And I didn't even have an English Bible. So I bought just a New Testament that's yeah. easy to read. Yeah. Uh, so I found a few good scriptures to read. Yes. And then I have to pray. Yeah. And thank God for the Lord's Prayer. Our yeah. Father, which art in heaven, I look be thy name. But the following day, it's the same scriptures, same prayer. Yes. So I changed the accent. So my international... <laughs> My international ministry started there to change the accent. Yes. Our Father, which art in heaven, our Lord be thy name. The following day, the same scriptures, yes. same parade, same Different prayer. Accent. Oh, our Father, which are, and, I, and every morning I just change the accent. And that's when God says, I think you better resign. <laughs> I think you have to go to Bible college again. I will teach you. Three times over. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that, that's how the journey started 
of the, a transition. In the charismatic And era. after that two years, I had an invite from a church in Johannesburg to go and preach there. And before that, I was never flowing in the gifts. Yes. Tongues, interpretation of tongues was the two gifts in the old Pentecostal church. Yes, but nothing else. Nothing else. So this was like quite different for me. Mm. But I hang out with, with all the great prophets and all of a sudden I had the exposure. And, and that Sunday morning I went to this church, didn't preach for two years, and it was just like revival. Yeah. People hang over the seats. Yes. This, uh, the Spirit of God was moving, yes. and it was just like a phenomenal service. And yeah. I was surprised myself, you know, to hear, my, to hear myself prophesying, and God gave me names and yes. stuff like that. Yeah. And the pastor called me back during the week. He said, can you come back Sunday again? Yeah. Uh, he said, the people wanna, that, that haven't been here, they want to listen to you. I thought, okay, my pastor said to me, oh, it happened to me also once. And then it was just gone. And I thought, oh my God. So this is just a once-off thing. And they want to invite me back. Yes. And I had a big builder of a rock in front of my yard, my yes. house. And I was laying in the night upon that rock and look up. I said, on this rock, Lord Jesus, I will, I will build my church. And, and I just claim that it will work again. Yes. And that Sunday, it was just another revival Sunday. Yes. And so all of a sudden, churches just got open. Yeah. And people here from that church, and they want me to come and preach there and there and there. And until the point where it went international. Yes. And, um, and, and I could go. And eventually, I went to, to, to Gold Coast in Brisbane and preached there. And I was friends with um, Steve Ryder in the Gold Coast. Yes. Christian Fellowship International. Yeah. I was friends with um, the COC group. Mm -hmm. Neil Myers was the president. He, they all preached for us at our church. And so they opened their churches for me. And then I thought, we should immigrate move to australia and uh, we we went there to check things out and the doors were open it was just the right time and the senior pastor said to me please don't go the senior pastor from uh, where, at, at, at church in pretoria oh pretoria yeah. so we we've been with him for 13 years as wow. senior associate yes in year 12 he had a burnout mm. and he, he pursued revival. He yes. prayed for revival. Yes. We all went to Pensacola revival to check that revival out. Yes. And, uh, and then he had a burnout and my wife and I was driving that church for a year. Yeah. But in that year, the revival broke out wow. and we had a seven month revival. Wow, that's it, it happened over Easter weekend. Yes. And we extended the Easter conference to the Monday, the Tuesday, the Wednesday. Every night we extended another night, another night. And after two weeks that we extended it night by night, we declared it revival. Yes. And it went on for three months nonstop. Mm. Every night, every night. And the crowds just grew, 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 yeah. grew. 
Then we paused two nights and we had we had it for another two months from Wednesday to Sunday. Wow. Uh, just to give people a break two nights and then we see they they're running they're running tired and we, we had it Friday to Sunday for yeah. another two months. Seven months. Ongoing. And and he wasn't there. And this is early nineties? Uh, early nineties. Well, no, nineteen ninety nine. Okay, late nineties. Yeah. Yes. So, after that year, he came back and he said he's now back. And yes. It was the end of the revival, and we wanted to move to Australia. Mm. And we booked our tickets and come and check things out. And he said, No, no, no. I'm even worse than ever before. I'm gonna resign. And I feel God says you're the faithful person. Yes, and I always preach if you're not faithful to what belongs to another man who can give you that of your own That's right. You have to be faithful. So we were faithful totally. Yes uh, Never in mind to have our own church again because we were making money. Yeah travel the nations Yes, we part of that big church yeah, which was an influential to, church in the community. You didn't have to be stuck there. You yeah. could travel. You had a good base from. So that was way. that was just a phenomenal position to be. Yeah. And he said, "Now nah, I feel God says the faithful should inherit this as a son." Yes. And so we we went over to Cold Coast, but we decided eventually to take the church, and I never came back to Australia, mm. and I didn't want. I didn't want to pursue that still in my heart. I yes. cut it off. Yeah. And then my son-in-law, this is, this is how God says, you know, Jesus said to the disciples, go your way. Yes. Then your way will cross my way and you will find the young cult. Yes. So it's typically that you can go your way, but somewhere you'll meet me again. You will meet me again. And um, so I preached at the church countryside Rustenburg mm. and there was a couple sitting there first time ever I've been in that church I went to this couple I said are you in steel business they said yes they had three huge steel companies yes but he's actually a farmer and investor mm. and, and he said yes I see I said to him I see you are taking it abroad to another country across the ocean yeah. in another form. Mm. His son was playing bass guitar. Mm. And my wife and my two daughters were there with me that morning. And so he eyed my daughter. Oh. And afterwards we had coffee and he he dated for, for coffee and they got involved, they got married. His parents moved here to Mandari. Yes. And eventually they moved here because he wants to bring all his investments here yes. for his children. Yeah. So I see there my daughter is going to go and I came over with my two sons-in-laws and yeah. they come and check things out. And I, I was preaching for Rich Marias yeah. and others around here in the Northern Corridor. And while I was praying, God gave me a word. I opened the Bible again and he said, Arise and go to an isolated city mm. that's without bars and gates, that's very wealthy. Yeah. And then the next verse says, And its camels shall be a booty. So 
I mentioned it to people and they said, you know, Perth is the most isolated city in the world. I said, yes. I don't know. I'm just here two days now. Yeah, but it and, is. And um, so where's the camels? Yes. So they told me about the camels and gave me a magazine about it. And yeah. I said, okay, so this is a word from God. Mm. I went back to South Africa and I try avenues to get a visa if we want to immigrate here. Yes. But it was just like negative all the time. Mm. All three agents said to me, you're too old. Minister of Religion is not on the skills list. You don't yes. have enough money for investment. Yes. And I thought, how will God give me a word? My two sons-in-laws, they don't have a word, but they can come. Yes. But we can't come. With the prophetic. With the prophetic. Yeah. And I came back here to Perth the following year to preach again. Yes. And, and then I, Rich Mariah said to me, you know, we, we hear about your plans. We will sponsor you, but we can't sponsor you financially. Oh. But you have to come and plant the church. Mm. Can we get somebody to look into it and find an agent over here? Yeah. I said, okay, but I know it's just like, there's no way. Yeah. And then at that moment, Minister of Religion came on the skills list oh, only for Perth. For the isolated city, no else in the whole of Australia than the isolated city. Yeah. And they moved the age restriction from 45, 45 to, 55. to 55. And I was 55. Praise God. And here is where the doors got open. Back then, yes. when we went to Bible college, which was then about 30 years ago, mm. God said, I will open big doors to you. Yes. So everybody should do the ills, the English exams. Yeah. But with this visa was permanent residence mm -hmm. and I didn't have to write the English exam. The Irish people should do it. Yeah. Uh, people from English countries should do it. <laughs> My visa is the only one that said, no, not no even. you don't have to write the English exam. Wow. And God knew English was my, was my handicap. You know? Was your third language? It was, yeah. You spoke so, in tongues before you spoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so amazing how it just came on the skills list. Yes. We applied. I never met the agent no. who was working with it until today. I don't know who paid for it. Yes. All I know, it was in the process and closer to the time, my two daughters moved here yeah. and their visas were, uh, were granted and, um, and, and God spoke to our church, mm -hmm. which was a, a macro church. We had our own primary and high school, Bible college, other college. Uh, we had a network of 75 churches. Whoa, and, huge ministry. And then God says, go to another country. Start and from scratch. all of a sudden, you know, we say, what, what will we do with this church? I thought, keep it. Yeah. Because you can go back and throw As a and, basis. Yeah. And that was in my mind. Yeah. And the church got a word without knowing our plans. A foreigner shall feed your flock and his sons will work in your vineyard. Hmm. And my wife and I was praying, who's this foreigner? And that specific week that we prayed about it, God said to us, Hillsong. Yeah. And I didn't have any connections with Hillsong. 
Yes. Other than I visited there once years ago mm. and no connection with the leadership. And um, I, I called then Phil Dooley in Cape Town and uh, he's actually the son of the foreigner. Yeah. I said, Phil, this is who I am. I feel this is what the Lord says. He started to weep. He said, I just came back with Pastor Brian Houston and others from Europe and God spoke to us and says, for 2013, I give you Pretoria. Whoa. And in Pretoria, the same week God said to us, give, give it to the son of Hilsom. the foreigner who's Yilson. And so leadership, leadership flew from Sydney to our church and met our church leaders and our church eventually voted 100%. Not one person yes. voted against it. And we resigned, but no visa granted. <laughs> it was still in the process. Yes. And, and Brian Houston said, nothing is going to happen before the Vision Sunday, yes. uh, which is the first Sunday in February mm -hmm. 2013. Then they will make the announcement. Then the week after, they will release us and honor us. Mm -hmm. And we then... Welcome to stay on yes. or move on, whatever we say now. And the week after that, we fly out to Perth, but no visa. Yeah. We put our furniture in a container, yes. ship it on my son-in-law's son name. Yes. My daughters didn't know that. Yes. So none of the church members knew it. Yeah. And we empty already all our faith, house, faith, all faith by actions. faith. We had a word from yeah. God. Yeah. And this is what I believe. And if somebody is listening, I want them to believe the word of the Lord. If, yes. if you are willing and obedient, yeah. you shall eat From the, the good fruit of the land. Yes. Now, another translation says the pleasant fruit yeah. of the land. That is actually serendipity. Yes. Unexpected, pleasant surprise. Yes. And we've seen since we made that decision, we yeah. will obey God. Yes. And we will really walk this faith walk. Yeah. We, we saw so many times the serendipities in our lives. Yes. So much so, my wife said to the church, okay, on the 17th of February, we're going to fly out, come and say goodbye at the airport, no visa granted. Yes. You can't even phone to find out where in the process no. you are. The furniture already gone. Yeah. And, uh, and we don't have up. a job and we don't have an income anymore. Yes. And we sign over 40 million of property over to them. To Hillsong. And we didn't even have the money if the visa would be granted to fly over to Perth. Oh. So that was another stress level, you know, even, even if the visa is coming through. Yeah. We, we don't have money for the plane tickets. That's right. And um, so it, it was a recession time in South Africa. So churches were under pressure and businesses and so much. So I didn't take about four, 400,000 rand salary, which yeah. is $40,000. Australian, yeah. And I, I gave a letter that I would put no claim yeah. to that money. Yes. And um, so eventually, that Friday, the seven, well, before that, before that Friday, we received 
my wife and I was talking positive and faith the whole time. Of course. It's like, we're flying Friday, you yeah. know? And um, you better come and say goodbye. No visa, yes. nothing. Yeah. But we set a time. Yeah, the deadline. And I've, I believe in, in, in faith. Yes. We have to come and say, there's the line. Yes. That's the date. Yes. We, we, we shouldn't just say, okay, we believe God. One day this is going to happen. Yes. We have to set our time frames. Yeah. And stretch ourselves towards a goal. Yes. And that's what we did. Yes. And... Somebody sent us an email. My wife said, early in the morning, she woke me up. She said, somebody paid for our plane tickets. I said, hmm. yeah, yeah, amen. Because that's faith talking. Yeah. You know? we, uh, we trust God all the way. She said, yeah, it's for real. I said, yeah, I know it's for real. She said, you better come and read your email. Somebody from Perth, that South Africans, they said, we hear about your plans. And we can't sleep in the night. I thought, I can't sleep, but they can't sleep. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Uh, if you're in this faith journey, you can sleep. Yeah. But others can't sleep. That's right. Because God's speaking to them. Yeah. And they said, the money is ready in a South African account. Just tell us when you need it and we pay your tickets. Wow. I said, okay, but we still wait for our visa to be granted. The 17th that morning. Yes. The phone was ringing yeah. from Perth. Congratulations. Your permanent residence has been is issued. granted. Hallelujah. That night we were on the plane. Tickets issued. South African Airways direct to Perth. There we go. And we surprised my daughters here. Yeah. We knock at the door and they shouted. You know, yeah. Wow. And, uh, and, and I didn't go back for four years. Mm. Uh, and we started with nothing and we had to plant the church and it's a cold start. <laughs> you know what's a cold start? You yeah. get four levels of church planting. Cold start is no help, yeah. uh, nope. no brand, no name. Nothing. And it's just zero. New nation, zero. new people. There new, wasn't even new time. Language. Yeah, new language. And there wasn't even time to get the core group together, yeah. which you normally do with church plant. Yeah, you'd want to have 10, 12 people. No, no core group. We, we just found the venue and announced we start that Sunday. Did you start at Craigie? Cra uh, at Patbury, Patbury, next to Craigie. Okay. Um, at Patbury Community Hall. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's where we started. And we started Afrikaans. Okay. Because that was actually the need yes. for Afrikaans Pentecostal. Time. But after six weeks, Aussies came. Oh. And they said, we like the atmosphere. We don't care well, if we, we can understand. understand, but we are here. Yes. So we decided, okay, we're going to change language because we are restricted with kids that becoming more English. And yeah. So, so if you have something to do here, you can't do it just in Afrikaans. No. Uh, you can fellowship Afrikaans, but you have to have church in English. Of course. So later on, we moved to Craigie. Uh, I didn't have a car. Mm. My daughter, my, my yes. younger daughter, the December month, she moved over to Perth. Yes. They rented the house in Kinross. Mm. Somebody gave her a car. Mm. When we arrived in February, she could drive us around. Yes. Week and a half later, somebody gave us a car. Wonderful. 
And and then we, we planted a church and after a few months, uh, some brethren said, you can't drive, that car got stuck on the road twice and the engine died and no, you can't drive that car. So they bought me a Kia Sorento. Mm-hmm. So we got our second car yes. for free. That following year, on my wife's birthday, mm. somebody called her and they gave her a, a, a car that is still under warranty. Yes. So we had our third car. Mm. Uh, in the meanwhile, I got another one for free. We got four cars, plus my daughter's car, five cars. Yes. And I, I never paid one dollar on a car in yeah. eight years. Yes. If you're faithful, yeah. you know, God will take care of you. And, and that's part of our journey. When we wanted to rent a house, my house didn't sell off in South Africa, which was supposed to be the, the relocation money. Of course. And uh, I put in guys to, uh, to rent it out and they didn't pay my rent. rent so they still owe me $50,000. Oh. I had to pay my mortgage there. Back there. And I, I just started to plant the church over here. And, that and pay rent and live. And life here is very expensive compared to South Africa. So I went to government and I said, can you help with yeah. the bond and so forth? In 20 minutes, they assessed and approved us. They gave us the money yes. for a bond, interest-free. For the rent bond. For yeah. the rent bond. And other people said, they haven't heard about that. I said, yes. well, we got it. $50 yeah. a fortnight that yeah. we paid back. Yes. And we moved into a house. Beautiful. And then I wanted to buy a house. Yes. Or to build a house. And that's how we end up in Alchemus. Oh, that's why you moved up. Yeah. And with Key Start. Yes. You know, and the allowances you get and the land, the the land uh, 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 and development package that they give you 10,000 bag. Yeah. yeah. I could do it, but because then I was. 58 mm. and I could only qualify if I could get the mortgage for 30 years which yes. was never done in Australia to give you a mortgage until you're 88 <laughs> so I had a Christian broker he was from from CRC at that stage yes he said listen prayer can change things I haven't come across anything like this before but let's go for it yes a key start came back. They said, uh, "We we can't we can't see how you can pay it back, but tell us in your own handwriting. Yes, tell us how you think. Yeah. So in my own handwriting, I said, number one, I'm working for the biggest company in the world, the church. The church. Number two, we never retire. Yes. And number three, if I have more money, I pay more money." Yeah. So they came back. They said, proof that you will never retire. Yeah. So I submit the constitution. Yes. And when I submitted the con- constitution, that they proved 30 seven. years until 88. <laughs> Unheard of. Miracles with, after miracles. With driver's license. Yeah. South Africans, when we came over, you have to go through the driving and yeah, you got to do the learning, testing, yeah. testing and everything. 
And but in New South Wales, they could just transfer it. Okay. And we prayed. We said, Lord, can't they change the law here? <laughs> because it's me, my wife, my two daughters, two, six of us, and we have to pay all these amounts and go yeah. through the school. Time. We don't. We don't mind to go through it, but all the sleep and the money involved, and and we went to Albany to preach over over the Easter weekend. Yeah. We came back after Easter. We said, okay, now we have to start the process. And on my way. You hear on the radio to 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 the department of uh, uh, um, transport transport in Junalip. I hear on the radio. They say from today, South Africans can just transfer their license. Oh, what a miracle! Now, if I have done it already, yeah, then you have to go through the process. Of course, because you started. It. You started, and before I started, I can just transfer it. And every time it just happened for us. And we at the stage felt, we in Creaky, we thought it's a, it's a phenomenal venue. Yes. But it wasn't um, a natural church built because people came from Hillenburg. They came from Mandura. They came from, from, from uh, Canningvale. All the way to Creaky Leisure Center. All the way to Creaky. It's people connected with yes. us. It's yes. not a community church. Yeah. So I couldn't have any leadership training and meetings and stuff like that. Just because it's just too far. It's just church on a Sunday. Yeah. So it was a Sunday morning church. And I thought, we, we can't go like this. And nobody from Creaky around comes. So we can <laughs> rather go into homes. Yeah. And that's what we decided to go. To, to close down from the venue, go into homes, have home church, start early in the morning, 8 o'clock at 1 one home and then my wife and I move uh, to the other one, 9.30, go 11 o'clock to another one. Did, did five, six homes on the side. Yeah, and, and that was actually great. Yeah, but um, a lot of coffee and tea. In the meanwhile, we built the house in, in Alkimos and I thought, this is so far out. Yeah, it is, what, 40 kilometers? My first Perth. time I came to Perth yeah. 11 years ago, there was nothing. No. Not there was even no road. Marmion wasn't up there. No, we finished at Mindari. So all of a sudden, the development is there. Yeah. We built the house there. We thought it's too far out. Mm. And one of our church members signed up their kids with a new school there, North Shore Christian Grammar School. I didn't even know about that development. And they asked, um, uh, where's your church? They said, yes. no, in homes. And the school principal said, no, no, ask your pastor to come and see me. Wow. So I went there. He said, listen, we're going to open doors here. We don't have a hall, but we have a hallway. Yes. And while I was standing there, I had a message from a prophetess in Melbourne that I never met. Yeah. And she said, I have a word for you. Hmm. I see you standing in a hallway. <laughs> Continue. And that's where revival is going to start. Hallelujah. And... I, I, I say to people around me, can I call this a hallway? From my Afrikaans background, I don't know if this is a hallway. They say, yeah, this is actually a hallway. I said, okay, then this should be the place. Yes. And he said, you can have this for free. Oh, hallelujah. And so we moved in there and that's where we're at now. Now we moved to the under, the under roof basketball court. Yeah, undercover. Be, area. Because it is now, it's not totally 
and it's not enclosed. No, no, it's, it's undercover. Covered, but not but now they 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 cover it with roll-up awnings on yes. two sides, which is phenomenal. They Stops have the a stage wind. there, yeah. and 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 they 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 in the process to build more classrooms to give yeah. us again two new classrooms that we can use for the sure. kids, and it's all for free. Oh, that's phenomenal. And it, it is a new community and it, the church is needed in that community yeah. because a lot of the times in the suburbs, there's nothing there. There's no hub for the kids and the young families. Yeah. So that's, that's amazing that we didn't so come Andreas, with the idea. Uh, that's where we want to plant the church, yeah. you know. It just so happened. It just happened, you know. And, and we thought this is not a place. And then God says, this is the place. And, yeah. and that's where we're at. Um, What's the legacy you want to build? Um, well, you know what? In the apostolic prophetic, yes. I believe to train sons, yes, to raise sons in the kingdom, yes. That's what I did. I I put in South Africa internationally twenty five pastors in Praise in the God. field yeah. that is successful today. Mm. And, and now you got to do that in Australia. I, well. I want to do it here in Australia. Yeah. I had my own network of churches. I was also director of Christian Fellowship International of Dr. Fred Roberts in Durban. Yes. His church was 30,000 people. Wow. And guys like Rodney Howard Brown, Kim Clement, they all came that, through that church. Mm. And I was one of the directors of that network. I said goodbye to it all. Yeah. Uh, God said, clear cut for you. Mm. You come here and it's a new beginning. Another don't, new don't beginning. Don't hang on to other things. You know, you want to hang on. I and think so I'm going to call this uh, t uh, this show uh, another new beginning. Another new beginning, yeah. Yeah. So we 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 have done a few things, you know, to go on radio and have our own radio yeah. slot at Fremantle Radio, yes. and then at 98.5. And we called the one at 98.5 New Beginnings okay. to help people with new beginnings. Yeah. And even with that, you couldn't, you couldn't be on the radio if you don't go to Murdoch University oh. and have a qualification. Otherwise, PhD. you can't work for them. And so my wife and I went to Murdoch. Yes. And we got a diploma on radio broadcasting. Oh. So that we... So at my age... To you're do still, that. You're still doing your and things. And now I'm in a field where all of a sudden um, I help a lot of people in the NDIS program. Yes. And um, so I just recently did 10 certificates mm. in mental health and disability. Whoa. Uh, to, to do counselings and to, to be allowed in that program to, to be a counsellor. Yes. So all of a sudden that field is getting open. So I have a few qualifications at my age here in Australia, which is very exciting. And I yeah. never foreseen yeah. I'm going to do all this. I thought, you know, I'm just going to preach all my old sermons. I even said to my family, I'm I don't have to them. prepare any sermons. For the know. next 20 years. I got it all. I can just bring all my material and implement it here. And that's not me. Every Sunday it's fresh. Yeah. Because prophetic you can apostolic. Them. You can delete them. You yeah. shouldn't, but it's, yeah. In fact, you don't want to do that. You, you'd rather get a new, yeah. fresh, fresh yeah. anointing. I, I don't have the old sermons anymore. Yeah. Because I feel I have to be on the cutting edge. Yeah. 
uh, things changed over the world. You're a pioneer. You're and, uh, and that's where we're at. It's still a journey. Yeah. And uh, at this ripe uh, age of 65, you're still, you're still breaking new ground, which is just so inspiring to hear. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us and uh, hearing this amazing story of Pastor Andreas Botha. What an amazing journey he's had. And he's still fresh and he's still ready for another new beginning with the Lord. I don't know where you're on your journey. You probably have given up or you're thinking about retiring. In the Lord's work, you never retire. If Andreas at the age of 65 has done 10 courses for the NDIS and he's still challenging himself every day with new beginnings, maybe it's time you, uh, you, you're doing something as well. So be encouraged uh, by this story and get to work while it's still day because there's plenty of work to be done in the kingdom. I am Nathaniel Castilla. This is Kingdom Stories from Down Under. And if you love this content, please share it, distribute it, and rate it for us. And we always love five stars. And if you don't want to give us five stars, please, that's all right. Keep it for yourself. Just don't, don't, don't give us four or three stars, please. <laughs> just give us five stars or, or just keep it to yourself. But we love and we thank those people who have already... Uh, done their ratings, uh, their written comments and reviews for us and have given us the five stars on Apple Podcasts. This means a lot to us because we, it, it enables us to distribute this a lot wider. So thank you for being with us and we will see you next time at Kingdom Stories from Down Under. Thank you for joining us on Kingdom Stories from Down Under. We'd love it if you would subscribe, rate and share these stories with your wider community. And remember, every story is worth sharing, including yours.